Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out Podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast, episode number 28. I'm your host, Jennifer Jellif Russell. On today's show, I'll be speaking to entrepreneur and marketing manager Brie Larea, who runs a side business called Letters from Santa during the holiday season. This week, I've released two episodes for the Thanksgiving week, so I will not be releasing an episode next week. But don't worry, I'll be back on December 7th with a fun new guest interview. All right, on to my personal update. So this week, I'm working on starting a sort of assessment or after-action report on my author business progress this year. There's not much time left in the year, so the first thing that I'm going to be solidifying is my last publishing goal of the year by picking a publishing date for my book of kids' short stories. Since this book is themed around Christmas, I plan to have it available by at least the second week of December. Luckily, I just finished the first draft of The Five Magical Stories, so now it's on to content editing, then proofreading. Woohoo! In the meantime, since I know what the stories are, I'll go ahead and create a description and back cover blurb for it so that my cover artist can work her magic. My other goals are to simply finish the first drafts of those two career-related books that I've also been working on for NaNoWriMo or National Novel Writing Month. And since they're mostly done, that shouldn't be too bad either. I will say that I've had to really listen to my own advice and be okay with pivoting my goals for NaNoWriMo, mostly just because trying to get at least 1,500 words written a day on top of the work for creating this podcast was a bit much last week, mostly since I I also took on a professional resume job. I know, I know, I said that I wouldn't take on those resumes anymore, but it just made sense to do it at the time, and it ended up being a really great experience. However, I still have another 20,000 words to go before I finish NaNoWriMo, and I'm recording this on November the 22nd. So I have a ways to go and not that much more time to actually finish and sort of quote-unquote win NaNoWriMo. So my new plan is to use the rest of the project to start creating transcripts for the new career-related podcast I'll be doing for my Evergrowth Coach persona that's centered on employment coaching. Don't worry, I'll still be doing this podcast, but that is this is kind of my, my fun podcast, and that one will be more of a business podcast. I also plan to create YouTube videos for that other podcast, the Evergrowth Coach one, as well as several paid courses, and I'd like to start releasing the podcast and some videos at the beginning of next year, which means creating content now. So looking at it sort of all together, it seems like a lot to do, and it's definitely a bit overwhelming. However, if I do kind of take a step back and break those goals down, right, taking my own advice and breaking them down into smaller bite-sized pieces, then it's a lot less daunting. I will tell you listeners that for some reason, I am still so nervous about doing YouTube videos, mostly because I really don't like the way that I look on camera. Then again, you know, I used to cringe at the sound of my own voice when I started podcasting, and now I don't even notice it. So hopefully, crossing my fingers, that that same thing will happen with creating YouTube videos, and I just won't even think about how I look on camera. So wish me luck with that. All right, I think that's probably enough of an update so that I don't start just rambling. I do plan to do a year-end update at the end of December, and at that point, I'll share what I've actually accomplished this year for my author business, the Go Find Out podcast, and Evergrowth Coach. All right, let's get to the interview with the innovative Brie Larea. On today's show, I'm interviewing content marketing manager Brie Larea about her journey in starting her side business, Letters from Santa. Welcome to the show, Brie. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. 
I'm super stoked to have you on. And before we really jump into it, can you can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So like you mentioned, I'm a I'm a marketer by trade. I'm originally from Boise, Idaho, but I live in Los Angeles, California now. So that's quite a bit of a difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's cold <laughs> in Boise and warm in Los Angeles. So that's, <laughs> yes. that's the reason I moved there. Um, but I so I lived there and I went to school up north in Idaho, which is really cold. So I decided I'm never going to do an Idaho winter again and uh, moved to Los Angeles. Nice. And so now today we're here to talk about the letters from Santa, which is your your sort of side hustle or side business. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about Letters from Santa and how it works? Yeah, absolutely. So Letters from Santa started off because I was, you know, uh, I was working a waitressing job. I think it was like six or seven years ago, really trying to find my footing in my career. And uh, I have always been a writer, but I. I didn't have enough time to publish a book and I wasn't sure how to monetize my writing, but I needed some quick cash. So Letters from Santa became uh, sort of my side hustle. And what it is, is it's uh, personalized letters from Santa to kids. So parents give me all sorts of information about their child's year. And then Santa sends them a letter talking about all their accomplishments and their struggles. And it turns out to be sort of like a really exciting moment for a child and a really important keepsake for a parent. Because it, it's sort of like a look back of their year when they're little. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some of some of them, the, the sort of higher priced package comes with reindeer food. Oh, so uh, they get to put that out on Christmas Eve. So that was that's a fun touch that really excites some of the kids. Yeah, that's really cool. Nice. And so you kind of touched on it, but when did you actually first like get the idea to start the business? So yeah, I was just living in a new town and was quite bored. I didn't have a ton of friends and was looking for some extra income. And I can't remember, honestly, how the idea came to me, but I wanted something that could make me some quick cash. And I was really involved in like Facebook marketplace groups at the time. They had a different name back then, but it was like basically just mom groups. I wasn't a mom, but that's how I started sort of the advertising side of things. Oh, nice. But what happened was I think I started writing them by hand and then I got way too much interest and decided, okay, this isn't going to work. I'm going to have to figure (laughs) out how to operationalize this. Right. (laughs) Because my hand was not going to write, you know, like the 200 orders I got that year. So uh, it was much more popular than I expected. And then the thing that really started to accelerate the business was that was that differentiation of the reindeer food. Because there were there were a couple of companies that did sort of personalized templates for Santa letters, but there wasn't that sort of personalized touch, which is, you know, Santa actually signs the letter and the envelope is handwritten and like it's a there's like a fresh postmark from the North Pole. So it looked very official. Nice. So this is kind of a, it's a very different business idea, right? So when you told others, like friends and family, about your plan to start a business based around writing letters to kids from Santa, did you like have any Grinches or like naysayers? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think so. I... It's kind of hard to think back to right when I was starting, but I like kind of kept it a secret because I was like almost a little bit embarrassed (laughs) just because I didn't like, you know, you don't want something to like totally fail if, you know, you're taking a risk and Mm -hmm. it wasn't a high sort of income risk. Like it didn't cost much to start. Mm -hmm. 
But once I started getting the orders in, I was like, oh, whoa, this is going to work. So I started to tell people about it a bit. And really, there was just a lot of support. People were sort of like, oh, how are you going to manage all of that work? And it really did, you know, take me setting up my living room for several overnighters to like finish everything. It's so much w- more work than I expected assembling those letters. Right. So they, you know, they talked about that a little bit. But no, I mean, for the most part, it was a pretty supportive community. And did you did you have any like fears when you very first started the service? I think fear of messing up maybe it's a pretty uh it's a pretty like sacred thing for kids to believe in Santa I think Mm -hmm. and especially for some of the parents who are like spending the money on the letter right it's not like it's not super cheap it was a little it was a little less expensive back then I've definitely raised my prices since six years ago but it's like it's a pretty sacred moment for a for a parent to like open a letter and something to be wrong with the letter from Santa right and I did make a couple of mistakes my first year so that was like that definitely circulated some fears and I've I've curved that by like keeping the letters open so that the parents can double check them and they get like approval status so that like you know you don't want someone to you don't want a kid to be like no Santa's not real because they got that wrong so that was probably the biggest fear and then other than that like timing right I mean since it's such a seasonal business it's like Mm -hmm. Santa's on the timeline so he's got to get the letter (laughs) there before Christmas right and so so parents can actually can they see the letter before you actually send it to them then like they can review it yep so they every single parent gets an email with the letter draft um and that's sort of how I curbed those issues and then now I also leave the envelopes open so that when they when they open that up because it gets it gets sent in a in like a package addressed to them instead of directly to the kid. Ah, okay. And mm-hmm. so they can pull those out and sort of review those letters. And I don't think since then I haven't had like anybody say something's wrong with the letter, but sometimes, you know, a kid's last name is different and mm. they didn't think about that. So they need to be able to like just quickly see that and make sure everything's correct because that can be quite a mishap for a kid, I think. If yeah, they, definitely. If they find out something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Why doesn't Santa know that? Yeah, no, that makes total sense. <laughs> you mentioned before, so you're in marketing. Um, and your marketing manager. So you've been working full time while you've been continuing to run letters from Santa. Was was having a side business like ever an issue to your employers? Well, I mean, no, but I also don't like super advertise it to my employers. And I never worked on company time. So, you know, I usually use the I usually use the Thanksgiving break to sort of like do the actual production of the letters, which is never an issue because every, most companies are closed for that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that weekend is usually when I do the do the biggest like group of production of those letters. But no, I don't think so. I've luckily I've worked at places where the companies are really happy that I've come in with these skills that I've obtained from doing a side business. Uh, You know, I have like a bunch of random skills that I probably wouldn't have gained just in my normal career trajectory. And so being able to sort of recommend things that have worked from Letters from Santa, whether that be marketing tactics that I used, or I can spin a quick website up because I did that for Letters from Santa. I think they're mostly happy that I have this like sort of entrepreneurial mindset because it adds to their businesses usually. Mm, that makes sense. And just out of curiosity, is this something that you that you do put on your resume or not so much when you apply to a new position? Yeah, no, definitely I put it on my resume. Yes, I think it shows, you know, just like just leadership 
And again, like my, my current job, content marketing manager, I have to manage, you know, freelancers and agencies, all these different moving parts in order to make like a campaign or really sort of any marketing initiative go. And I, I do the same. I really learned that skill from Letters from Santa. One year I was so bombarded with orders that I just couldn't handle it because I was working full time. So I had to hire freelancers and hire gig workers to help me out. And that's really where I obtained that skill. And so I, I put that all over my resume. <laughs> And I think you, you kind of touched on this, but have you found it difficult to maintain the company while working full time? Uh, at the level I started it at, I don't think I could do that today. When I started, the prices were much lower and my volume was much higher. And so I was managing, you know, a thousand orders in a very short seasonal period. And so what I did to curb that was increase those prices, give some discounts to my past customers, because I, I just think that's really important for those people who were loyal to you in the beginning to like continue getting those discounts and curb that order volume. So raise the prices, curb the order volume. And now it's sort of like, yeah, I'm still managing quite a few orders, but certainly not as many as as I did when the prices were lower. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and what would you say has been your biggest challenge in starting or running the side business? Oh man, that's a really good question. I think I think the biggest challenge is probably just the marketing side. Although I haven't done a ton of like external marketing outside of my past clients. I have, as you can imagine, I have a very dedicated group of past clients who come back every year because it's just sort of, it's become a tradition for them. So I haven't really pushed for the last couple of years past that past client group. Mm -hmm. But I do think there is a certain challenge in marketing something that feels like you can do it yourself, right? So when I was first marketing it, I think a lot of parents thought like, why why would I pay this much for this? I, I could do this myself. Um, and in that case, please, more power to them. I love that. But then there are some people who are just like, no, I don't want to do this myself. This is like a really per high touch or high personalized product. So yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's just finding that demographic and trying to understand like what what actually makes it worth it for them. And again, it's like that personalized touch. It's that handwritten envelope. It's sort of the it's the high quality feel of the letter. Yeah. And there's definitely that aspect of that's sort of this like special moment of opening the envelope with their child. Right. And sort of having that moment with them of reading the letter to them or having the child read the letter if they're old enough. That definitely kind of markets itself, like you said, and they come right back. I wonder, do you get a lot of word of mouth marketing? Yeah, I do get a lot of word of mouth. And I think like some of my most successful marketing has just been like, oh, I'm getting chills thinking about it, um, has just been like using the stories of actual kids uh, or like photos that their parents have sent me, obviously with permission of them opening that letter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the sweetest thing ever. I have a little cousin who's 10 now and he, he still believes in Santa, I think, but I've been doing it for him since what he was four or five. And every time I come home for Christmas, I get to watch him open the letter Aww. and it's just like the most wonderful moment and he like gets really excited and puts the reindeer food on the roof and like have so many like videos and photos of him like smiling and like as he learned to read he could read it out loud and his mom didn't have to read it to him anymore Aww. so it's like he grows up with like that sort of that letter to santa and now he writes a letter to santa every year because he expects a response oh that's really cool yeah yeah it's like it's a it's a fun tradition yeah now do you do you feel like you have any particular habits that have helped you to be successful with operating and continuing to run letters from Santa? Interesting question. So for me, just being being highly organized is really important. Luckily, I have a like a website now that that sort of organizes all of my orders for me and helps me print 
shipping labels and things like that. So back when I first started it, it was it was much more um, just, you know, kind of wild style, I guess you could say. <laughs> it was just sort of like writing envelopes by hand. It was a lot of like, I would email them the questionnaire and like none of it was operationalized. So over mm-hmm. the years, I've really developed this idea of like, how can we be as efficient as possible? So now everything is in, within the site. So the minute they click add to cart, like they have to fill out the questionnaire so that I have all of that in one spot. And that I can personalize those letters with that. But yeah, it used to be like I would e- 20 emails back and forth. I'd write it down. I'd print it out. It was an absolute nightmare. So I think that like efficiency <laughs> and operationalizing things is has been very helpful. Nice. No, that makes total sense. So running a side business while also working full time, it definitely, I would say, has its daily stressors. Do you, well, especially during the holiday season, um, yeah. but <laughs> do you, what do you do to like relax and like recharge when you're in this this time of the year? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely hard, right? Because like the most relaxing time of most people's sort of year is the holidays. Like they get this like paid time off uh, <laughs> to sort of like hang out with family. And I just make sure that like I really parse out some time for... I have time dedicated for the business and I have time dedicated for not thinking about or doing anything with the business. Because if I had my way and I wouldn't get burnout... I would work every minute of the day. It's just my personality. So I really have to be very conscious of that because, I mean, obviously that's not healthy. So um, make sure I take time to relax and... I'm a pretty avid exerciser. Mm-hmm. So even though like sometimes, you know, those it will be all nighters if it's if it's a super busy year or if I've like promoted it really heavily, then I I it won't even feel like I have time to exercise, but I always try to make time for that cuz that that at least pulls me away from the work for a bit, to, like recharge. Yeah. I am a runner, so I do the same thing where I'm oh, like, nice. okay, no, I have to get out and go running at some point this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's good for you right now, right? It's like you can still do your exercise I'm an indoor cycler, which is not allowed right now. Oh, no. So I've been doing a lot of walking. But yeah, I uh, I admire runners for sure. I think that means that you're allowed to buy yourself like a Peloton, right? Because there's a pandemic yeah, exactly, on. Right? And totally, yeah. <laughs> yes. Letters from Santa is going to sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> and so now, what do you what do you feel that you would have missed out on had you not created Letters from Santa? It's funny because every time I, every year, I always think, you know, as I grow in my career, like this isn't a necessary side hustle for my income. Like it's definitely something that's nice to have. And like I use it for Christmas money, but and it's like a great bonus. And like, it's wonderful, but it is a lot of work. And yeah. every year I tell myself, I'm either going to sell this or this is going to be my last year. Mm-hmm. And every year I go back on my word because it's like, there's just something really joyful about providing joy for other people. And I always think, or I always get emails from parents asking like, are you doing letters from Santa this year? Why isn't ordering open? <laughs> uh, and then I always cave every single year because it's just, it's a wonderful relationship builder. And then of course I learn something new every single year. Like, like, even though I've been doing it for so long, and at this point, again, it's really operationalized and efficient, mm-hmm. like I'm learning new skills all the time. And I can bring that in both my creative life, my personal life, my work life. Like, I really think that I'd lose nothing except for some time mm. when I'm doing Letters from Santa, and it's always worth the effort. Gotcha. And what advice would you give to listeners out there who have an idea for a side hustle or a side business? My, I think my, my main advice is just start small. 
like I didn't like I was worried you know I needed to get I needed to have a business plan and I needed to have all of these like massive plans and I needed to have a website and none of that stuff is actually stuff that I needed to to actually start letters from Santa you know I just I got some paper I started writing and I started advertising and I started wondering if you know people would be interested and just priced it at a point that I thought that I could make just a tiny bit of profit. And I skipped all of the big scary stuff. It was just sort of like, I wanted to know really quickly, would this be worth it? And the only reason I was able to do that is because I started small. I just did one thing, you know, each time I sat down to progress it forward. And when things didn't work, like when when there wasn't a ton of interest generated, I pivoted, right? I said, okay, well, a handwritten note from Santa isn't that attractive. So let's like put it on really pretty paper and let's put a packet of reindeer food in there so that it can be like a magical moment on Christmas Eve for the family. And like that made it really original. So it was like these small little incremental changes. And like, again, in the beginning, it was totally wild style. It was like, I was managing a billion emails and there were mistakes happening. And but people are very forgiving. And those people that like had the mistakes happen with, I corrected it. And we, you know, we moved on and there's still past clients today. So it's like, try to like, compartmentalize that fear, I think, and start small, however you can. Mm. No, I think that's really great advice. There's definitely a piece in there of it doesn't have to be perfect. Like just start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think if it would have if, if it would have been had to be perfect, it would have taken me. I mean, it's not perfect today. It's been I think <laughs> six Christmases. So if at six years, like I would have started today, like that would have been a lot of investment of time. And I'm yeah, I'm just really happy that like that I had the bravery to just like step into it, like whether or not it wasn't going to be perfect. Because I really think that like the idea of perfection can steal some of that learning. So even if it would have failed, I would have been happy that I did it because I would have learned a lot about like just creating a business and like stepping into it and building a website. I've, I've started several other side hustles that didn't work. Letters from Santa was just the one that did take off. Now that you've started a business that's been successful, do you have ideas for other businesses that you are like kind of thinking about moving forward with? Yeah, I mean, nothing that's like commerce, like Letters from Santa, it just doesn't, It like nothing has ever, no like invention or idea has ever come to me. But like, I've certainly thought about, you know, um, running small sort of agency style content marketing mm. groups of people, like really utilizing the talent that's out there. I know a lot of writers specifically who are super, super underpaid for their work, specifically in the marketing world. And I think it's just because they don't have a ton of training to find clients. So like one of my ideas is like pairing those two together. But right now it's like, that's a much bigger undertaking than something like Letters from Santa, which is like the nicest thing about Letters from Santa, right? Is it's so seasonal. It's like, you know, one month of like really tough work and great income and like creating all this joy. But it's really nice to like be able to move on from that for 11 months of the year. Yeah. And it seems like there's no pressure either to grow it into something that would become full time. That's right. There's no pressure just because it's seasonal. At one point, I considered like, well, could I do letters from like all of the all of the ma- the main guys in the holidays, right? Like, could we do like an Easter Bunny letter or like a Tooth Fairy letter? But I realized that I sort of like having the freedom of the side hustle where it, where there isn't a ton of pressure. Like I have this sort of space to experiment and I'm not going to lose my income. I think that's one of the best reasons to have a side hustle is like you you get to like learn all of this stuff and you get to like take on leadership positions that like you normally wouldn't be able to take on. So you have all of this growth and the stakes are much lower. Gotcha. 
Well, where can we learn more about Letters from Santa? The website is santasnorthpoleletters.com. I'll drop the link for that in the show notes. And right now we are recording this in mid, mid-ish November. It's November 18th. Have you already opened Letters from Santa for the season or does that is that coming up? Yep. Nope. It's open now for the season and orders usually stay open until early December. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Brie. Thank you. This was wonderful. I think Bree's idea of Letters for Santa and how she made it more personalized than other similar businesses was really innovative. Something we kept coming back to in the interview is that Bree does work a full-time job and that Letters from Santa is really more of a side business or a side hustle that only requires seasonal work. As Bree mentioned, the main reason that she's able to continue Letters from Santa each year is that she's become more efficient in automating operations while still maintaining that high-touch personalized service. The reason I mention this is that if you're thinking of starting a side business while working full-time, it's very important to research your business idea from all angles and ensure that it's actually something that you'll be able to keep up with work-wise. I also recommend that if you're starting a business on the side, that you speak with your HR department to make sure that you haven't signed anything saying that all of your ideas are subject to your employer's ownership while you work for that company. I once worked for a government contractor and they had a form that stated that everything I created while under their employment was their intellectual property. Well, I would normally infer that this means they own anything I create while at work or, you know, for the course of my job. That particular contract was very broad and it could very well have covered any books I wrote in my own free time while working at that company. Another thing to make sure of is that you're not creating a company or product that directly competes with your current organization. Again, you might have signed something when you first started that says you specifically wouldn't create a competing brand or product. Always double check these things before leaping into the side hustle fray. Okay, on to happier things. I think Brie was absolutely spot on when she spoke about how taking on the side hustle allowed her to learn so many new skills that she would wouldn't have if she hadn't started Letters from Santa. And as she said, that is great information to put on a resume. I definitely had the same experience by starting my employment and career coaching business. I learned to build a website, create email lists, manage social media, and do my own public relations by starting Evergrowth Coach. And with this podcast, I've learned how to edit audio, get even better at fleshing out my social media, and also how to communicate effectively with potential guests to get them on the show. So if you're afraid that starting a side hustle might somehow hurt you when you go to apply for your next job, keep in mind that it's usually the opposite. The more skills you can bring to the table that the other applicants don't possess, the more likely you are to land the position. All right, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoy the show today. Next week, I'll be taking a break, but the following week, I'll drop a new episode on December 7th with the awesome digital nomad coach, Christina Davis. Hopefully, I will also have my new book of kids' short stories ready to launch at that point as well. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving for my U.S. listeners, and everyone, please stay safe around the world during this new surge of coronavirus cases. See you in December. Until then, go find out. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at GFO Podcast or follow me on Instagram at gofindoutpodcast. That's it for today. Now go find out.